morning and welcome to the Growth Mindset Show. Everybody who's joining us from different parts of the world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depends on where you're joining us. My name is Mahesh Chan. I'm founder of C Sharp Corner and host of this Growth Mindset Show. If you are joining us first time, this show is uh, all about growth mindset. Here we talk about, you know, how to build your mindset for success, how to, you know, focus on learning, careers, and growth in our lives. In this um, today's episode, we are going to talk about um, jobs, types of jobs, careers, like, you know, if you're joining a company, should you be joining full-time versus part-time, uh, consulting, contractor, you should be joining a small company, you know, benefits of joining a small companies, startups versus large corporations, um, and anything related to those. Um, one thing I want to make sure is that you understand is this show is for you. This show is for everybody who's watching it. So if you have any kind of questions, this can be related to this topic or even non, not related to this topic. Uh, you can just ask your questions. My goal really here with the show is to bring my, you know, 20 some years of experience which I have learned in the industry and help you guys. Again, this show is for you. Um, if you are joining us back, if you are a regular, you, you know, uh, visitor, uh, our member, I see Nitin, Atul, Rakesh, uh, and then I see Naveen, Kumar. You, I see you guys very frequently. You are welcome back to the show. I'm glad you're coming, joining us back. Um, so yeah, just feel free to ask any kind of questions you have. And the goal should be, your goal should be from the show when you are done watching today's show, is that you learn something, you get something out of it that will help you, you know, growing your personal and professional life. So yeah, let the, those questions keep coming. Um, and then post your questions direct in uh, comments. You know, we have live comments here. Feel free to share this on social media. Let your friends know, let your coworkers know, family know who can benefit from this show. Who you think, you know, your friend, if you're in college, you go to school, tell your friends about it. You know, you're going, you know, you are looking for internship or you're looking for a new job in, you know, software development. Tell your friend about it. It's like, hey, if you have any questions, join us. So feel free to share um, this on social media. And let your friends and you know co-workers and family know about the show. Um, during this show, we also you know give away some prizes, give away some goodies, and Simon will announce those during this time. Uh, Simon is uh, our producer; he is behind the scene. He's the one who manages all that. We will be uh, we give away all you know some exciting prizes. We ask some questions as well during the show. Um, so yeah, sit tight. It's going to be one hour show and uh, we're going to cover different topics. We're going to cover a lot of topics um, related to jobs, careers, kind of company you should be joining, advantage, disadvantaging, starting your own business, you're involved in startups or you are, you know, you're working in a company and you want to jump to the next level or you are just graduating, uh, you're looking for internship, you're looking for a you know, job in a better career. Just ask those questions. Uh, my goal is I will try to cover some of these topics uh, in the show. Uh, and then we, we'll go from there. It's a little hot in here today. Uh, I am in Philadelphia right now. I'm sure a lot of you guys may know that there's election going on in the U.S. Um, there's a big mess right now. Uh, I've been, you know, we all, you know, most of us in here, U.S. been watching TV and awake. I've been awake for the last two, three days on and off. So it's just crazy times. Um, yes, if you are watching us on YouTube, just make sure you like us or follow us so you can you know, get these notifications and update about future upcoming shows. Uh, welcome to the show. I see Nancy's back. She is very our frequent, regular um, you know, visitor of the show. I see Arun, welcome to the show. Um, all right, guys, I see looks like we have a good audience today. Um, let's start with some of the topics I have in my mind and then we'll have some questions uh, coming up from you guys and we'll take those questions. So let's start with the, you know, 
recent graduates in college. So if you are in a college, you just recent graduated, and I know this year, this during this pandemic, uh, this is this has been crazy year. All right, good morning, Anurag. Welcome to the show. This has been a crazy year, uh, especially if you are graduating this year. There's no in-person interviews. There's not too many meetings. There's not too many hiring for, you know, interns or um, recent graduates. So it's a challenging time, and I feel bad for that for all of you guys who are recent graduates. Um, and the same problem going on even in sports. The the recent graduates who are seniors in you know high school and they're trying to go to college and they're you know getting recruited. It's just challenging. It's very hard for them even to to find the right college. But it doesn't mean that you, you know, you give up on that. So you just keep trying, right? Um, so let's start with that. So if you, you know, when you recent graduate, you are going to join a new company, very exciting time, and also very confusing and challenging time as well. Sometimes you don't know, oh, should I join a, should I join a full, you know, um, big company, large corporation? Or should I join a small company or a startup, right? So if you break down these companies, let's break down these companies, right? One is startup. Startup is something usually very small. Um, they're starting. Everything is new there. Um, and there are small companies. Small companies are usually, you know, up to a few hundred people. And there's medium corps where we, they have a few thousand employees. And there's a large corporations. Large corporations are where you have 20, tens of thousands of employees all over the world. And for example, I'll give you some examples, right? So Microsoft, Google, Adobe, HCL, they're all large corporations. But then there are smaller companies and there are really, really smaller in startups, right? So medium-sized corporations. Now, you would say, you know what? Um, which company is good for me? And which company is bad for me? And because you have to make a decision on that. So it's really, my answer to that is, my answer to that is really is it depends on you but based on you know from my experience i can also tell you that if you are joining a company first time if you get a good company like microsoft or google or somebody you know dell and so on and so forth i think i would highly recommend you joining that for your first few years um, and then i'll go back to my reason why and why not um, so the reason I want, I'm saying that because when you join a, a company that is well established, that has a process that has people going through a process that have gone through the process, they actually have a, a schedule. They have a process for everybody, right? Um, you learn there a lot, not from technology side, not from uh, product size, not from, you know, you learn from the part of the corporation, like how people are managed, how teams are built, how they communicate, what are the different tools they use, right? Um, now, one thing you need to look at is that you need to, if you are look, picking up a large corporation, make sure you pick the corporation that has latest tools and technologies. You don't want to pick a corporation that are still using the old products. That's a, that could be a challenging. So you may want to talk to somebody who's already working in the company before you join it and try to understand and learn from the, hey, how's the company? Do you like it there? How are the people? Oh, by the way, what kind of things you are learning? And is there a learning and growth opportunity there? Right? Some of the companies, if you're joining, they may not have enough things for you and you're just stuck in this small cube where you don't have not much learning. So may, you may want to avoid that. Sometimes it also depends on the team. It also depends on the project. It also depends on the area and city, right? For example, you know, Google in San Francisco may have a different compared to Google, small, comp, um, uh, a small office in some other city. So you have to look for that. But try to ask somebody who's already working there. That's probably the best way to figure out how this company is. All right, welcome to the show, guys. I see a lot of guys joining. I see questions. Are you guys are already asking questions? Rakesh, welcome to the show. I know studies have definitely affected. I, I exactly know what you mean. Things are going online. But again, online is not same as 
you know in person because you learn a lot more besides just you know no theoretical knowledge or just you know uh, studies all right guys welcome to the show i see a lot of people joining anurag welcome to the show chaman welcome back i know you come a lot so you are uh, welcome back um so we're going to talk about today's show we are talking about uh, joining different types of companies large corporations versus medium size versus small businesses and startups um and then we're going to talk about you know full time versus contractor we are also going to talk about anything else you guys have questions about the about this uh, um you know jobs career advice anything you have so feel free to chime in post your questions uh, we still have long way to go we have you know full hour from 10 to 11 and we're just starting um if you guys want to talk about what's going on in the us ask questions about elections presidents anything you can ask this show is for you uh, so everybody just welcome to the show so we just talked about if you are joining a large corporation what you need to think is before you join a large corporation make sure you talk to somebody who's already working and see how much learning opportunities they have there are they using latest tools are they using latest technologies is the project project you are going to use or the people you are going to work with are they nice and good so that's one way i would look at it now if you are joining a smaller startup or a small company it has its own benefits okay and obviously a disadvantage one of the biggest benefit i you know i you know i like about working in a small companies and startups is that you learn a lot because startups usually don't have a lot of people they don't have a lot of resources uh they don't have also a a planned process right so they are still learning so as a part of the startup or a small company you 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 wear different hats sometimes you're doing this sometimes you're doing this sometimes so that kind of gives you the exposure to lot of things which you will not get in a large corporation so if you are a kind of person who want to learn things who get bored easily with one thing who don't like to take a lot of orders who don't like bosses you know and everybody is managing your everything maybe start up a small company is better for you so again you need to ask yourself what kind of person you are what kind of things you like end of the day it is all about you uh when you join a company that's going to impact your whole life okay it happens all the time sometimes you join you know when i join a company and my friends join a company depend on the company they join now we are on different paths that your first job could really very easily define your path um and l- later you know once you get comfortable it's hard to really change the career it's it's hard you can still do it but then it's hard so you have to ask yourself hmm what do i like do i like to work in a large corporation where i go at 9 come back at 5 i know what to do there are people already telling me it's so everything is planned for me or you like you know what i want to work longer time i want to work hard i just want my focus in learning doing different things trying to get involved hands on my different you know parts of the process and projects you have to ask yourself and it's all about you and nobody can help you with that you know you have to know that um uh, and if you don't know what's best for you i highly recommend go find somebody who can help you go find a mentor mentors are really people who are successful in their lives they're not really there to make money from you they are all free they help you free they just want to give back to the community so having a mentor is very important part of the growth a better mentor you have chances are you'll grow faster so you find a mentor who is successful who has built companies who are, or he's some you know vice president or director in a company he understand you you kind of know he, he knows even your qualities sometimes somebody who's close to you your uncle your your you know your dad's friend or somebody you know or that's probably the best way to find a mentor or somebody you found online right because they know you already they know what your uh good thing um, uh, qualities are where what you like what you dislike and so on and so forth so that's where i would start with 
Um, the difference between really a small company and a startup and large corporation is that learning versus process. And both are good and bad, okay? Um, I go back and, uh, you know, I never worked in a large corporation except as a contractor. Um, it's just because I never liked boss. I ne never liked to have a boss. I never liked somebody who doesn't know much and telling me what to do, even though it's not right or wrong, right? So uh, I worked in a company, couple of companies, and then I saw what things are, how things are being done. And then I like, this doesn't make sense. This is just foolish. I don't know why these guys are doing this thing. So um, that's the important part of the selecting a company. Uh, let's take a question here. I think we're going to take a question. Uh, then we will do is we'll take a break and then we'll come back again. Now we're going to talk about later in sec. You know, we'll take two breaks. We'll have three parts. For the first part, our focus is, you know, what kind of companies you should join when you're coming out from college or recent graduate or you are like a young person starting a job. You want to pick a small company, medium company, large company. Uh, important part is that try to find a mentor who can help you if you don't know what kind of company you like, what kind of project you like. So that will be first advice I'll give you here. Uh, welcome to the show. I see Victoria join us. Uh, I see other people. Rohit, welcome to the show. Anurag, welcome to the show. Yes, let's take a question. Uh, Simon, you want to put a question here? Um, something related to the previous, I mean, the topic we are covering right now. All right, so there is a question from Naveen. Uh, I'm a final year student. Azure Fundamental Certificate is helpful for get jobs easily. So, well, that's great that, um, that's great Naveen that you are already working with Azure or at least you are trying to familiarize yourself with Azure, which is a cloud computing and you're a student, which is a, uh, I think you're going to have a bright future. Yes. so. Azure Fundamentals is the first um, step towards getting a cloud, you know, certification. And this Fundamentals is really good for students. So if I'm hiring a person in the, for Azure and you already have certification over somebody who doesn't have, I'm going to pick you. Because being certificate, having that certification tells me that at least you have made some efforts, not only just learning, but also doing some practicals and that's a big thing. So yeah, if you're a student um, or starting a job, cloud is a big thing right now and it's gonna continue to grow for several years, not just two years, five years. Cloud is gonna continue to grow for 10, 20 years because everything is moving to cloud, okay? All companies are even moving their servers to cloud, they're moving their softwares to cloud, they're moving applications to cloud. And give an example like C-sharp corner and, you know, for last so many 20 years or so, we've been running our own servers, but now we are moving to Azure. Uh, it makes sense. And, you know, we can go again in this topic for so long, but point I'm saying is yes. If you are a student or a young person or anybody, even you are a senior, even you are like five years experience and you want to get into um, Azure AWS cloud, they both are growing big. Really, there's so many jobs in both of them. We, as in Philadelphia, right now where we live, we cannot even find uh, enough AWS and Azure developers. Uh, so definitely, definitely, I highly recommend uh, the certification will help. Um, so let's take one more question. We'll take one more question. Uh, many entry-level positions require a few years experience. How do you gain experience without being able to get hired? So this is a very uh, big question and very good question. And young guys, this get all the time that, hey, you know, companies don't really hire you unless you have some experience. And this trend is growing a lot more. When I started a job 20 years ago, companies had this process where they will hire direct from college and give you six months training. But now that trend is go going away because companies don't have that much time to train people. So the best thing I would do is try to find a some kind of project where you can start working. Don't just waste time on trying to find the best ideal company. Just start doing something. And I know, especially in tech, a lot of guys don't get this. You can even start doing your own. I've seen 
guys are learning their own. They're learn getting involved with open source project. They're going online like C Sharp Corner. We do this all the time. We have learned series. We have articles. We have daily news coming up, and we have forums, question and answers, uh, and there's so many other websites out there. So find a path. Like, okay, you want to do Azure, great. You want to do AWS, great. You want to learn C-sharp.net. Whatever you want to do, find that and start learning yourself. Don't just delay and wait time. And continue looking for companies, okay? Try to even work for a company. They're not paying you. Like, listen, I just want to work and learn. I don't want to get paid. I understand that you may not give me real project because I don't have experience, but is there anything I can do, Okay. And then other thing you can do is try to find people in your network. Try to find somebody you know on LinkedIn and Twitter are those two big things for us professionals, connection-wise. We find a lot of connections on LinkedIn, on Twitter. I found, I made thousands of connections just on Twitter over, you know, past years, so many years. And they are now good friends. And they are, you, that's how you need to find somebody who can say, you know what, I'm just recent graduate, but I really want to learn this. Is there any way I can get the job? And as previously we covered that question that will Azure Fundamentals will help me. So even learning and getting certified on that topic will even help you. If you go to a person or a company say, I want, you know, I already have Azure certification and I want to learn more. Is there any way I can get involved in project? So that's how I do right now because slowly people re realize that companies will realize that you're learning, you're doing this end of the day they want to see what can you can do and there's no proof that if you are young and inexperienced doesn't mean you cannot do better job than others um, so looks like we have more questions coming up related to this topic we can take more questions here uh, before we want to take a break all right my channel well first of all my channel I hope you change the name because <laughs> in this show or not only on this show on even on C sharp corner we like to people to be who they are, okay? That's the first thing we do is try to know your name. We want to be personal, you know. It's a, so my channel, sorry, I can't really know who you are, but it's a good idea to focus on a startup with short goal like build something, run, till short success and sell it. So I think the question is start a, you know, have a startup, build it and sell it. I, so I have been involved with the startups for several years now. Um, you know, I started my first company when I was, you know, pretty much started a job. Um, and then I started the several companies, advisor on several startups. I still advise in every year, you know, I add more companies to my profile. So what, one thing I mistake I made, I should call it mistakes, but there were several chances where I built a, a small projects and there were chances to sell them. And I did not. And end of the day, a lot of them just disappeared and they failed. So yes, it's not a bad idea as an entrepreneur that you start something, build some success, and then you can sell it. You have to look at what your goal is in life. If your goal in life is to make money, which a lot of us, we have the goal, which is obvious goal, because that's the fundamental basic need for everybody to make money. And you're an entrepreneur, you're a young entrepreneur, and you like to start and build businesses, and you get bored with the same business, then that's probably the best way you should do is build a startup, try to make it so somebody wants to buy it, and then sell it, and then you jump onto something else. That's okay. That's pretty smart idea, actually, if you ask me. But if you are building a startup, something which you really love it, you're passionate about it, you really want to feel like, I can continue doing this my longer time, then maybe that's something you want to grow longer. It depends on your personal goal. Like you have to find out what you, how much money really you want to sell it for. Um, do you like to start a new business? Keep in mind, um, starting new business, make it successful and then sell it. That's the hardest part. It's not that easy as you would think that, okay, you know, if you look at, if you watch any of my shows or you watch any conferences I speak at startups, there's only 3% startups that are successful. And 10% of startups actually that even survive, forget about making money, that are the one they actually like, okay, we can continue doing it without major success. So if you can do that, like start a, a startup and build it so somebody can buy it, that's probably the, yeah, I would say go for it. And good thing is, if you 
build, sell one company, then you actually have enough money to even invest in other ideas, build other startups. And look at history of any successful entrepreneur. You look at the founder of, you know, biggest companies like Google and so many others and look at PayPal guys. They start a company, they build it big enough, they sell it or raise money, then they start more. So uh, that's okay. Definitely a, a good idea. You know, then, you know, that's how you have to see. Can you do that? Yes, if you can, that's probably the definitely a better way to do that. Um, as a matter of fact, I was in a investor meeting, I would say two years ago, an investor asked me that you have all these companies started, why don't you sell some of them and, you know, and continue running it. So yeah, I mean, if I go back, I'll probably sell some of them. So let's take a, I think uh, we are at the break time now, we're going to take one minute break. Um, again, in the next half of this show, what we're going to talk about is the, the full-time job consulting, contractors, and then we'll take some of your questions. Again, keep bringing your questions, your questions, let them keep coming because my goal here really is that everybody who's joining us answer your questions. mindset we are talking about growth mindset we're talking about jobs we're talking about careers we're talking about um, anything related it could be startups so bring your questions welcome back again guys um, let's take uh, some more questions looks like we have a question about growth mindset and I want to actually cover that question and if you have not joined me um, about growth mindset like very first shows this show is all about growth mindset and if you go back and watch my first episode, I talked about what growth mindset is and how to develop a growth mindset. So if you're joining us first time, let me go back and, you know, try to explain that. Uh, there are two kind of mindsets and I have a book here. Uh, see if I can find it. This uh, book is by Carol Dweck. She's the one who started the term growth mindset. She coined the term growth mindset and from her research, she is PhD um, and from her research, what she found is there are two kinds of people, fixed mindset and growth mindset. The fixed kind of people, and it's all about how your mind thinks and how you, you process things, right? The fixed mindset people believe in that there are certain things they can do, certain things they cannot do because that's how they are, that's how their brain works, that's how they're capable of, they are just have limited capabilities, skill sets. That's the growth, uh, fixed mindset. And there's other part is called growth mindset. In growth mindset, people think uh, this, you know, growth mindset people think that they can do anything if they work hard. They can achieve anything if they work hard and they will continue to do that. So that's a basic fundamental difference between growth mindset and fixed mindset. And in my second episode, I talk about purpose mindset. So there's a third category, which is called purpose mindset, where people, build, they work for a bigger purpose rather than, you know, doing for a benefits. So that you can go and watch those episodes for more details. But what I want to explain is a little bit go to growth mindset and fixed mindset and how you can build a growth mindset. So growth mindset doesn't mean, if you have a fixed mindset, it does not mean that you cannot create or build and grow into a growth mindset. And the, what they found is that growth mindset is a, is a practice. You can continue to keep changing your habits and your thought process and you can start doing newer things and start learning newer things. You will eventually be turned into a growth mindset person. So, for example, let's say 
you know you are you know starting a job uh, and you are doing non cloud things and then you say you really there's two ways you know i don't think i can learn cloud because it's too complicated for me i don't understand that well, you got to change that mindset and say you know what i'm going to give it a try and you won't get it first time you won't get it second time okay but you got to continue trying that that's the first step of building a growth mindset okay building growth mindset if you look at the history of every success, any successful people are not every but i would say more majority of successful people they failed so many times right but they continue trying and trying and trying and look at the history of this you know our right now elections going on right now and it's between you know donald trump and joe biden if you look at the history of joe biden who could be who probably is going to be the next president he's been in politics for 40 some years and he's been trying to become president he tried a few times already and he failed and eventually now he's probably going to be the oldest president and this time maybe he's going to win it look at abraham lincoln he failed so many times look at i give example of a uh, lot of players you know um so it just that's how you have to be you can build your own growth mindset you can continue trying that if you want to learn more about the uh, the fixed mindset and growth mindset and purpose mindset go watch on youtube our my first and second shows they are all talk about that uh, so that answers your question uh, let's take more more questions guys we can take few more questions to finish some of these questions uh, Nancy says, why should be our pro plans for getting a good job as a professor in IT company? Um, I'm not sure what the question is. Can you explain this, uh, Simon, to me? Or maybe? Uh, maybe she's just trying to ask what, what are the, some of the best practices or the courses or, or uh, the uh, knowledge or programming skill she needs to move into an IT company. Okay, yeah, so if you want to join an IT company, I think you are uh, on a good path that you are watching the show, you're learning, you're doing, doing things online. Now, next step is try to connect with people who can, who are in the industry who can help you get the job. And again, the closest person. Keep in mind, guys, most of the jobs, I mean, I don't know the percentage in India, uh, and, but in US, a lot of jobs you get it because you know somebody or you're trying to reach out to somebody so if you just keep reaching out i i remember like four months ago one guy i'm you know i'm gonna say name he just keep reaching to me on, uh, on linkedin he has no college degree he has no programming background he does not have a experience but he keeps saying that hey i'm you know, I drive right now, I work for, um, um, I deliver pizza for, uh, for uh, Domino's, but on the part time, I learn programming. I learn C Sharp. I like it. I've been doing this for now months and months. Uh, can you help me get a, some kind of project where I can learn? I don't need to get paid. These are exactly right words from him. And I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but point is that he said, I'm learning this, I'm learning that, and he keep learning. And he was delivering pizza for Pizza Hut. I mean, for Domino's. Four months ago, he joined our team, and uh, you know now he's probably. I what I'm noticing is he's probably the best, one of the best programmer we have. So you have to continue trying it. You have to keep improving it. You have to keep learning. First time you may not get response. Second time you may not get response. Third time you may not get response. But you just keep learning if you like it and keep building it. And then also try to continue finding the people who can get you the first. First, remember, first step is the hardest one. Um, I remember I graduated in 98. My, my master's, I graduated. And after internship, I came from a college where nobody knows the college. And we, I didn't have internship. You just continue trying it. Keep It's just normal process, part of the process. One thing I want to explain to you, all of you young guys there, that... Everything, things take time, okay? Things, they take, they take time. There are certain things. Sometimes they take longer, sometimes not so long. But you have to continue trying it, and everybody gets it what they want in the long run. Eventually, you will get there. 
okay but you should not get discouraged or disappointed because you're not getting job right now because first of all this is bad time this is really tough time for even companies to hire any full-time employees so maybe try to find some part-time gigs or something online and work with somebody and say I want to just learn first once you learn say you go and join a project five people project you're learning there one of them may be senior he may have some job you know I really like this person because he or she is really good so that's how you get the job that's how you get in the industry right now these days and continue fighting for it continue learning and get better at it all right so my challenge okay there's another question is there any market standard to sell a startup like mobile app which has millions of users uh, mean any statement price no answer is no there is no fixed valuation the valuation of the companies really depending on you have to hire some people or find some people who understand the valuation again startup valuation is it varies it very means varies means um, um, depends on who's the buyer right if a company really wants your your startup they are likely to give you right price or what price you're asking for compared to if nobody wants you if you have a startup and you, you think it's very successful and nobody wants it that's it nobody wants it. it means no you can't really sell it so there are companies however that's what they do they do buy and sell yeah they are called M&A's right margin and acquisitions and I know some people already that's what they do but they take a big fee for doing that when they do they'll take they understand what you're trying to sell they're trying to find a match trying to go to the companies who are trying to do you know buy similar product and they'll match you both and then it start with how much you want to sell with it uh, so that's my one answer the second answer is if you have a startup that has millions of users that is very it means there's no valuation yet but it has a lot of people it has let's say 1 million users are using your company or product or visiting and you're making some money or you're not making money then there's a comparable research done already that company like yours, a startup like yours, has million users are worth this much. And how do you do that? You compare similar startups. So let's say you have an app which is similar to Uber and you have one million users. They'll say, okay, where was Uber with one million users at that time? And they say it was, you know, 50 million worth. That means your per user is worth 50. But now, since you are a startup, you may say, you know, based on all this, since we don't have much revenue, blah, blah, uh, maybe our user is $10 million, $10. $10 per user, and you have 1 million users, now your company is worth $10 million. That's how you can compare different things. It's like a, buying and selling a house, right? When you buy or sell a house, what you do is the house with similar features, you have four bedrooms, this, land, and all that, how much is being sold in this area, right? So you put all those parameters and say, based on these, I think this house is worth this much. Same thing with the startups. You compare the similar startups and how much they have sold based on based on number of users, based on revenue, based on you know technology. So many things are involved in that. So, but I think for you, what I would advise is try to find somebody who has experience in that field. And there are a lot of people I like that. They will take some fees, you know, and then, you know, I am involved in that. I have helped several startups. The fees are different. There are some companies, they take a fixed cost for their time, and then they take equity or some kind of share after it's sold. There are some, they just take only equity. So there are different ways to work around those. Um, and I work with these companies all the time. Trust me, all the time. Every week I have at least one call with companies they are involved in M&As. So if you need help in that, um, contact me after the show. Uh, all right, so before we take more questions, let's take, go to our second topic of the show today. Um, in that, we're going to talk about full-time versus contractor versus consulting. So these are some of the terms I'm throwing there. If you are new to these, it's good to learn all these. Um, when you join a company, especially if you are a senior person at, in the U.S., it's a big trend is that you want to work for yourself or you want to work for a company. If you want to work for a company, you just go and join the company, right? Some companies hire full-time, some companies hire part-time, and there are different perks and salaries and benefits involved in that. 
Um, but if you want to work, full-time is pretty straightforward, straightforward, right? The advantage of being full-time is that you know there is a fixed salary coming every month. You know my benefits are covered by this company. You know there's a retirement plan by this company. So you already get all that when you sign your papers. Okay, so there's a security, there's job security there. If you are a full-time employee, employee of a company, you know there's a full-time job security and I, I know I'm going to work from this time to this time. I know this is my salary or rate. I know this is how much I'm going to get paid. But some people say, you know what? I don't like to work for any company. I don't like boss. I want to be my own boss. Then you kind of start, first thing you start with it as a being an independent consultant or contractor, right? You can start being an independent contractor. Now, being an independent contractor has advantage and disadvantage. Uh, let me start with disadvantage first. So being independent contractor means, you know, you can be fired anytime. There's no job security. Okay. The, the payment and salary or whatever money you make is all depends on the contract. It sometimes may be hourly. Sometimes you may get paid hourly means less hours you put, less you get paid. More hours you put, you get paid more. Full-time job, it's not that. Full-time means you're working full-time. Sometimes you may be taking off. You, have, you get like a fixed you know, number of days as, as your sick days. You get leaves and you get so many other perks, right? So other problem with independent contractor is that thus you may not get long-term projects. Some projects may be done in six months and you have to look another project. Um, and some may even let you go early, depends on how things are going, right? So very, it's, it's very easy for a company to let you go if they're not happy with your performance. Um, there's no legal, legal foundation for them to continue as an employ, your employment. But independent contractor brings its own big advantage, okay? Especially in the U.S. If you are an independent contractor and you're not making a lot of money, you're not... You're not uh, Oblig you don't have obligation to pay your taxes in advance. So that means you can have more money upfront, and if you don't have to pay tax on that, you don't have to file tax and wait for money to come in. That's one advantage. Number two advantage is that you have flexible hours and timing. And number three biggest advantage is that uh, you can write off certain lot of things being independent contractor if you are putting anything towards earning that money what does that mean that means if you are working from home and you are using one room to work and you're driving your car to work and you are using let's say your computer for work they all come as an expense to as an independent contractor they can say, you know what, this I bought for work. So that means company, whatever money I'm making, I can pay that from that and there'll be no tax from the government on that. That's how it works in the U.S. I'm, I'm sure it's similar in other countries as well. So being independent contractor has also its, its own advantage. So you have to figure out, again, this is not for young guys who are starting their jobs. So think about this here because in your goal should be get the job first, right? Then you learn from there. And then you figure out, sometimes you may say, you know what, I just don't, I, I like to work on different types of projects so I can learn different things. And that means you should think about working your own because then it'll give you different options, right? You can, then in the end, you can also build this as your own company. So that's kind of, you know, roughly breakdown. If you guys have more questions on this topic, just ask specific questions and then I answer it there. Um, so let's take some more questions, Simon. You want to put some questions here? Um, may you want to put a question? Okay. Uh, how to evaluate a startup company to sell it? Oh, that's a question we all kind of covered it, but I'll add you more. Um, valuation of company works on two ways. If you're trying to sell a startup, it works on two ways, mostly. Number of users or revenue and both. So depends on how many number of users are using your startup as a product. And not, it's just not the how many numbers of users you have signed up. It's the how many users are using it every day frequently or they are engaged, right? How many, let's say you have an app 
you are selling something, how many customers you have, they are frequently buying stuff from you. That's one way to value a startup. And some companies will say, okay, you have 10,000 customers, they are buying from you every month, and let's say each customer is worth this much, your company is worth this much. That's one way to do it. Other way to do is the revenue. Means how much revenue you are making each year, and then based on that, they can multiply that from three to twelve per times, depending on the startup really and your tech, your your industry. It depends on industry. Some startups go at multiple of three, some go at twelve, some even go more. For example, if your startup is based on technology that's like really new, you may get valuation way higher compared to a startup that's like pretty much you know if you're buying and selling let's say uh, you know goodies or something online you may get only few uh, your multiple came maybe just like a three so for example if you are making a million dollar in revenue your startup may be worth you know three to ten million dollars it's simple but if your startup is targeting businesses and it's in AI and machine learning it could be multiple of 50 depends on again the way you do valuation of a startup is you look at the similar startups that have been sold previously or raised money previously and then you say look these five startups are similar to us and they they have 1 million users and they were sold for 20 million that means now each user is worth one twenty dollars so that's how you compare them and that's how you go but one thing i want to be clear is that Nobody's going to take your interest in your startup until until you have significant number of users or significant revenue. And when I say significant, it has to be probably these days in hundreds of thousands. If it's like if you have 2,000 users using it, nobody cares, frankly speaking, unless somebody really wants your technology. But if you are making like a, you know $10,000 or $20,000, nobody would probably be interested in that. But if you're making a million or two million in revenue, then chances are somebody say, you know what? Yeah, I think we will be interested in that. So two ways to do evaluation of your startup. Number of users, engage users. Not like how many you have registered users. You may have million registered users, but only 2,000 are using it. It just means you have 2,000 customers. That's it. Okay. Number two, how much money you're bringing in? Revenue-based. Those are the two things when you want to build a startup and sell it. All right, let's take more questions here. Looks like we have a lot of questions coming up. Again, guys, welcome to the Growth Mindset. Everybody, welcome to the show. If you are joining us first time, this show is for you. Ask any questions. Um, uh, we have 10 more minutes to go. Let's take one more break um, for one minute break, and then we'll come back. Mindset Show. My name is Mahesh Chan. Uh, we are talking about today uh, jobs, employments, careers, startups, and anything around those. Um, if you're joining us, again, feel free to ask any questions. Looks like there's a lot of questions. I have a couple of guys that are asking a lot of questions about startups. And because of that, what I will do is our next show, next week, Friday, 
unless something comes up next show we will do just on startups okay this show is a little different so that's why i want to make sure we kind of have a specific topics so next show we will just focus on the startups and i'll basically in that talk about you know foundations of a startup different parts founders team building investment selling buying acquisitions everything about startups how to do value your startup we'll go maybe more into detail so my channel thank you if you can tell us your name keep that name in mind baskar anybody who who is interested in startups let's come back again next friday next friday one hour all we will do is talk about startups um thank you ashish uh, welcome to the show uh, guys and everybody who joining us back welcome back to the show um let's take one um, few more questions uh, before we done with this show and focus on okay there's more question here is that there's so many apps which are just providing free small functionality like camera scan and so on and so forth and have advertisement and yes so how much they can earn from ads that's a good question and i you know we have several startups like that we have games our own we have smaller apps like that uh, ads all depends on actually number of users again everything goes back to the engagement okay ads are ads they can make good money but it all depends on how many users you have and how frequently and how long they are using the app how much time they spend within the app but keep in mind ads on apps if they have only few thousand users you probably not going to make anything uh, you have to have lot of users to make money from ads uh we have actually i'll tell you share our we have some games in app stores and they get you know few hundred people use them here and there we get few downloads every day and they don't make any money pretty much so if you are building an app just focused on ads that's a hard business but if you are like a famous company like a tiktok or other companies they have millions of millions of users what they do is then they partner with bigger companies for ads and that's how they make money um so ad business alone is not a a good business to focus on a startup unless unless you have a good number of engaged users that's that's one thing i would say second thing is um it also depends on user value right user value means if your app is being visited by business people they are probably worth more than your app is being visited by anybody if you have a game which is just for teenagers that's probably worth less compared to somebody in app that's for people who have access to money right so you have to look at this way that people who are using your app who are they do they have access to money do they buy and sell things will they click on the ad and buy a product when you show them the ad at end of the day all it comes to is the company that's advertising with you are they making any money from your app if they're not chances are they will stop that right so if you have a you have an app where um it's like a lot of people are adults are you know playing this game and most of them do buy cars and you show ad for a new car and one of them buy chances are that comp car company will advertise spend more money in your app so this is how it works right so it goes back to about these there's com- there's a lot of startup the apps like camera scan 99 pro 99.9% probably don't make money okay there are billions of app in the app store literally only only few thousand probably are the one or some thousands are probably the one that makes money um and even look at ask yourself like so you have an, you have a phone iphone and android you have probably average 60 apps installed average people install in at least in the us is 60 app installed in their app but they only use 2 3 4 apps frequently that's it rest they don't you are on your facebook you are on linkedin you are like i'm on my if you look at my phone um obviously i use my linkedin twitter almost every day we have c sharp corner app i don't use every day whatsapp is pretty frequent for me text messaging and email besides that everything is else is okay so i got you know 
my bank app which i may use once in a week then i have stock app um so you have to think this way just because i have these 60 apps installed on my phone and i don't open them every day means that app is not making anything from me why do you think facebook and instagram and snapchat keep building these functionalities they are very addictive to you they keep showing you things which you like so you can keep coming back you can spend more time and you see more ads that's the reason they are doing it and that's what they are kind of taking away all the market right so if i am a company i want to you know promote my product i would promote this on the companies where they have lot more users and where i can filter that okay go on facebook show my ad to the only geographic in philadelphia between 15 to 25 and oh by the way they are whoever they are buying newer products from from this field right from let's say when they are buying say glasses now question is can your startup do that no unless you have lot of people you won't be able to do that you won't be able to filter because you don't have the demographics you don't have the numbers that means anybody who's advertising in your app will probably not get the lead they're looking for all it comes to the sales and leads right you have to company who are advertising spending money they have to make that money back it all comes to that all right that's good like we have two more uh, minutes to go guys let's uh, see if any other questions left uh, we will cover rest of the questions um and we are close to that any more questions left So I see uh I'm a first year student and I have regular online classes and this is not so much good as offline so also don't able to understand can you suggest something so Anurag that's a very quick question and I feel you and it's a very tough hard times for you young guys who are graduating or who are trying to find a job in this market I I feel it uh um So only way I can recommend you right now is which I know is that uh you have to find a lot of things online. I know it's not same as offline in person, but hopefully things will open and you know until then, you know, there's all thing you can do is try to, you know, have virtual meetings, try to meet people virtually, do video calls and do Zoom and FaceTime and uh um, you know, Skype calls and try to make it look like real like we are doing right now here. If there was no pandemic we do those these events all online I mean in person we have you know these week monthly events in person and I you know I like personal events I don't like this whole virtual things but we are forced to do that um so I hear you but uh, in the meantime I would say you know try to go to your close friend circles where you are already with them every day so you know none of them have covid or they are safe and all that and try to build something so you can you know learn in smaller groups that's what i would recommend um everybody's situation is different some people live in cities some in uh, uh, rural areas some are in with have houses some don't have big houses so you have to figure out the best thing that best situation that work for you so with all that guys we are on time it's 11 o'clock um it was a great great uh, time hanging out with you guys again uh next week our focus will be just startups uh, just one hour show just on startups so any questions we will go to specifics in startups like how do you start up why should you start how do you uh, find your co-founders or how do you build a team how do you raise money how do you raise money as in your angel investment first round of money then how do you build and market and sell your product and then how do you even sell your company m&a we can do merger and acquisition talk on that how do you value your company so we will discuss full show just on a startup next friday um if you are just joining you know lately this again it's every friday 10 a.m. eastern time same time which is now and then you know bring any questions even though next next week we'll focus on startup it doesn't mean you cannot ask any other questions we we try to keep it open so thank you so much and have a nice good weekend safe weekend and hopefully in next few days we will decide who's our next president